Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to NJSBA's podcast program, a special series of conversations with edu- educators on the COVID-19 frontline. Uh, with me today is Dr. Danny Robertazzi from the Clifton School District. I'll get to him in a minute. Um, if you want to participate, if you want to ask a question or pass a comment on to our guest, there's two ways you can do that. You can dial one. 347-989-8904, or you can just log into our chat room. There's no fee for that, and just type it in. We'll monitor the chat room, and we'll pass it on uh, to you. My name is Ray Penny. I'll be your host for this afternoon's program. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation with uh, uh, Dr. Robotazzi. Danny, how are you doing? Ray, I'm doing uh, as well as can be. Thank you for having me today. Yes. Uh, first of all, before we go, uh, every district in New Jersey is different, and Clifton's a pretty diverse district. Uh, so for those people who may live in South Jersey or in other parts of New Jersey, just tell them a little bit about the district of uh, Clifton. Sure. Clifton is, um, like you said, Ray, uh, an extremely diverse district. We have almost 11,000 students uh, in North Jersey. Uh, We have two preschools, 14 elementary schools, two middle schools, and one large uh, comprehensive high school with uh, almost 3,000 students. Um, We have in our district uh, almost 57 different languages spoken in addition to English, Um, and more than half of our students uh, qualify for free or reduced lunch. So we have some uh, significant um, issues that we have to overcome, especially dealing with you know what we're trying to do now with remote learning. But we are we are an amazing district with great great teachers, great great people, and and, and amazing kids. Okay, um, so um, in fact, I remember talking to you like two weeks before a lot of this broke loose. We were th- your district was going to host a, a a student program, and uh, as we got closer and closer to it, I think you and I said. I don't think this is going to happen. Um, That's exactly what happened. We were were planning as if, uh, you know, we were going to have this great event uh, for the Unsung Heroes and Clifton High School was going to host for Passaic County. And I think we we made a good decision on that one. Yeah. Uh, And even though that was a little earlier, the schools were still open at that point. But anyway, so when you found this was coming up, obviously you don't have a whole lot of time. Uh, to prepare for this, and this is, I don't think this was in superintendent school uh, as a class, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this uh, is so one of those things that, that, that nobody's prepared for. Um, but but so I have how did to you, tell you address it? Go ahead, Ray, I'm sorry, what was the question? No, no, how did you address it? How did you start? Well, I have to give full credit to one of my assistant superintendents, uh, Janina Kusalevich. She came to me honestly, in, in early February, and she's a bit of a worrier. She would tell you that herself, and she said, Danny, I'm worried about this coronavirus, and if you don't mind, I would like to start making some plans um, in case we have to shut down. And she looked at me, and she said, you, you know, I know you, you're looking at me, and you think that I'm crazy right now. And I said, yes, I do think you're crazy right now, but, yeah, go ahead, make some plans. Uh, she said, I want to do it undercover because I don't want to cause a panic and people start thinking that we're closing down. But she was ahead of everybody. So I would say back in early February, maybe the second week in February, we started doing some planning in case we had to close, um, you know, for a week or two, you know. Uh, we certainly weren't planning 
planning this. Um, so uh, my assistant superintendent, my curriculum team started meeting um, and developing stay-at-home plans. And so how did you uh, address this and communicate this to your staff? So when when we got to the point where where we knew we were going to shut down, and there was a there was a time there that that last week before we closed down in Clifton, uh, we did a professional development day on Friday, March thirteenth, for our teachers. Uh, but leading up to that week, there was a lot of talk about whether we should close, uh, whether we were going to be mandated from the state, and then it was that probably that Thursday night that we received guidance from the governor that said as long as you know. The, uh, the Board of Health in your town, as long as you're consulting with the Board of Health and, and you close, then those days will count for your 180 days. So that's when we decided to shut it down. We had a professional development day on that Friday, March 13th, for our faculty where we rolled out uh, our plan. And our plan basically consisted of uh, creating uh, generic Google Classrooms um, for all of our teachers in grades uh, 6 through 12 the teacher could create their own, but we also made generic ones for each grade level and subject area. And then same thing at the elementary level, but one of the issues that we faced in Clifton was the fact that not every one of our children had a device or access to the internet. We just went one-to-one -one with Chromebooks at Clifton High School in January, believe it or not. So we were, we were content that the high school, that every student at the high school had a device at least, um, and for those that that didn't have um, internet, uh, we tried to identify those students, and we had some, um, you know, we offered them assistance in, in getting online. So you know, we had that professional development day, and we uh, we we gave the teachers the the plan, and they started doing their own thing, and then like like magic, teachers just take it next level, and they just go above and beyond, and they take. What, what plan that we had put together, and then they make it into something that I could not have, you know, pictured. And, and that's what they've really done. They've done an amazing job uh, doing with this remote learning under, you know, under intense pressure to do it and to do it very quickly. And were you able to get uh, – how did you deal with the students who didn't have, like, Internet or devices? Did you have, like, uh, 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 any way to get them those things? So what we did, what we did our, our best was we had a limited number of um, internet devices that, that we gave out, uh, hotspots that we gave out to uh, individual families that we were aware of. Um, but really what we did was we wanted to get the word out about all the, uh, the free um, access that was given out by many of the providers like Optimum and some of the big, some of the big names, and we wanted to make sure our parents knew that. So we were sending that information out. Uh, via email to all of our parents, out on our social media, uh, through phone calls. We tried to get the word out as, as, as much as we could about, uh, you know, families had an opportunity to get free Internet access. Uh, we also, we didn't have, we weren't one-to-one -one at our middle school. So, you know, based on our survey, we identified at least a couple hundred students that did not have um, a device. And within the last two weeks, we were able to give out um, those devices on a rolling basis to those to those families. So it's really been a you know that's really been you know the biggest challenge. Who has mm -hmm. uh, the, you know leveling the playing field? Who has the devices? Who has the ability to work from home? Who can access the Google Classroom? 
Um, and for those that couldn't, we had individual paper packets that were distributed um, at the locations where we distributed our food. Okay. And oh, just uh, you bring up food. I haven't. I didn't think about that. You have a lot of pre and reduced lunches. That must have been a kind of a major obstacle too, or challenge, I should say. It 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 was Ray. It was one of the things I was most concerned about with the the rollout of this remote instruction was you know making sure that not, not just our students that uh, received pre or reduced lunch, but we opened it up to the community. Uh, thankfully, we have a, a great food service vendor who worked very closely with us. We established three uh, separate locations in the district uh, that we opened from 10 to 12, and we did boxed uh, grab-and-go uh, breakfast and lunch. Uh, parents could come, uh, line up, no questions asked, take whatever you need, and we did that uh, starting on the, the Monday that we closed. That was Monday, March 16th, and we've been doing that since. Um, now, next week, when we return from spring break, we're going to narrow that down to, to three days a week. We're going to do that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday just to, to uh, you know, keep the social distancing and have less people, you know, leaving their home. But we're going to make sure that people can take extra food uh, if they need it. And, and like I said, we opened this up to the entire community. And we were, we were feeding, on average, 11 or 1,200 people a day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's something we're talking with. Uh, Danny Robertazzi, the superintendent of the Clifton School District, about how his district handled things. Uh, if you have a question, you can dial 1-347-989-8904 and then press the number 1, and uh, Robin will get your question or name and pass it on, or you can just type it in the, um, the chat room. We do have someone who had a question before we move on. And it's a familiar face, uh, voice, I guess, right now, not a face. Uh, Bruce, how are you? Bruce Young from uh, Bergen County. Do you have a comment? Yeah, Ray. Uh, Dan, how are you doing? Um, Bruce, I'm doing very well. Good to hear your voice. Thank you, sir. My question to you, Dan, is how are you dealing with our special education kids who have IEPs? How, how are you handling that situation? Uh, that's Bruce, a hard if, if you were to ask me what the biggest obstacle to this whole operation is, it's it's dealing right. with our special needs population. Um, that was my, you know, one of my biggest concerns going into this, and it still remains uh, a concern. One of the things that has helped now, is, as I'm sure you all know, uh, that the governor has signed uh, the bill to allow us to, to offer services um, telepathically, um, but but still, it, it, our, our our neediest students are not getting the services um, that they would normally get while they're in school. So to be quite frank with you, we're struggling with that, and we're doing our best. Yeah. Our teachers are going. Our teachers are going above and beyond. Um, they're doing. You know, you can do speech through. Uh, you know, a Google a Google Hangout, and you could do certain things like that. But things like occupational therapy and and OT and PT, and you know, it just it's not getting done. And uh, we're gonna have to make that up to those students. Uh, you know, when we get back to some sort of uh, normalcy. Well, I guess that it'd be hard to do a virtual with like with some of our uh, special ed kids that are one to one with uh, with their uh, with their people. Yeah. So that would Correct. be a, a diff very difficult thing to do. But anyway. Yeah. Thanks for your, yeah. uh, right. your answer, and uh, stay safe. Okay, thanks Thank a lot. Thank you, Bruce. You got it. Bye-bye.
Yeah, I, I think the, the special ed is still a major, major challenge. And it's probably when we get back, that's the students that we really have to focus. We have to focus on all students, but that's going yeah. to need some uh, special attention. Uh, you know, yeah, talk about communication. How do you communicate? How do you communicate with the parents? As I mean, because uh, you said it before, and I always remember this. I think Clifton might have the most languages uh, spoken <laughs> than any other. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe we're, I'm we're, sure we're there are others, but you're up like there. Fifty-seven uh, different languages spoken, but our main our, our main languages are obviously English. Uh, our second biggest language spoken in, in the homes is uh, Spanish, and then our, uh, probably our third, no, not probably, our third largest language is, is Arabic. So in any of the uh, the most important communications that I send out, whether that be through an uh, uh, email, through Blackboard Connect, whether that be on social media, um, we do translate, make sure that those tra or tr letters are translated into Spanish uh, and Arabic. Um, I, I'm pretty proud of one of the things I'm proudest of I think that we've been communicating uh, as best as could be under the circumstances with our community we uh, we've been utilizing social media um, engaging with uh, with parents engaging with students engaging with the community um, not just for announcements but you know for learning type activities um, certainly, we have the ability to, you know, to, to make phone calls and, and to send out emails. And I feel like we've been, we've been doing that well. And one of the things that I've been stressing from the very beginning is that we want this to be as stress-free as can possibly happen. We know that this is, not, this is not normal. We know that this is something that we know that parents are stressed. We know that kids might be stressed. We know that teachers are at home with their own children dealing with, with those issues. And, and, and one of the things we've constantly said to our faculty and staff, and we keep repeating it to our parents, is don't stress. If, if you can't get the work done on any given day, don't worry about it. There'll be more time. We'll get it done. And I'm hoping that our community is getting that message uh, because, really, we, you know, this is an unprecedented situation. People are having mental health issues. People are having physical health issues. People are having to take care of loved ones who are sick. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, logging on to a Google Classroom at a certain time of day may not be the biggest priority for uh, any, you know, student on any given day. Okay. It's true. The social-emotional well-being is probably still number one. Um, it's true, yeah. Yeah, and so what are you well? What, what do you see as the challenges? What are the things that keep you up at night? There, and I know there's probably a lot of them. You're probably not sleeping, but what are some of the things that you're looking down the road? What do you say? Okay, this is going to be something we're going to have to deal with uh, pretty soon, or pretty, or maybe because uh, I don't know when we're going to open our schools again. But yeah, yeah, we don't uh, know. So I'm, 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 I'm worried. Like you said, uh, Ray, I am. I'm worried about a lot of things. I'm definitely worried about our, our neediest population, our special needs population. Um, and how much they could possibly uh, regress. I am worried about our, our, our regular students regressing uh, academically mm -hmm. over, time, over time. But you know what? I, I just feel like our teachers, our professionals, when we get back to doing what we do, you know, we'll do our best to make up whatever, uh, whatever was lost. More important than that, I'm worried about our, our students' social-emotional health. I'm worried about their lack of having a connection to to school. I'm worried about that that student who's home and who who may not be, 
you know, in the best environment. Let's, let's be honest. Some of our kids come to school and it's the best place that, that they go to all day. It's the best meal that they get. Um, they're with, uh, you know, a teacher who cares about them and uh, staff who care about them and love them. And, and some of our kids, I'm, I'm worried that, you know, that they may be missing that connection. And I don't have an answer to that. Other than the fact that our teachers have been doing an outstanding job of connecting uh, with parents, with students, whether it be through Google Hangouts, whether it be through email, a simple phone call. Our, our teachers are calling students just to say hello and say, hey, um, that's so, so very important because we don't want, I'm afraid that somebody's going to fall in, 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 in the cracks with 11,000 students. I don't want to. I don't want to lose a child, if you if you know what I mean. And that's what that's what keeps me up at night. Okay. Well, I know you you you've always been that way. Um, you've mentioned a couple of times. Let's we're going to get towards the end. Let's be a little bit more positive. I know your teachers have done an outstanding job. What are some unique things that you saw that you said, "Wow, I didn't even think of this. I'm really proud of this person or persons uh, for what they put together." Uh, is there anything that stands out, a couple things? Well, yeah, a couple things. We have, uh, you know, teachers doing uh, – we have our whole schools doing, you know, videos for kids, making a video with, with messages and quotations of, with positive-type, uh, you know, motivational uh, quotations, and they're, they're taking pictures with the quote, and they're making a video montage to music, and they're sending that out to their students, and they're putting that out on social media. That's like a real feel-good type community thing, and I know our community loves seeing that stuff on, on social media. We've been doing that uh, district-wide, too, sending out district videos with all of our teachers, sending out positive messages to the, to the community. Uh, we, have, we have staff members who are um, making, um, cha- uh, challenging other staff members to do, you know, physical activities. Uh, we see that on social media, and then the kids get involved with that. We have staff members who are making um, uh, making uh, face masks and then and then donating them to the the staff who we have working, giving out the food at the food distribution. I mean, there's there's just so many things. Our 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 principals are are, are you know people forget about the principals. The teachers are working extremely hard, but the principals on call every day. They're answering emails. They're responding to parents. They're trying to to keep the shift together. Um, just so many. So many touching things that I've seen teachers do, just little, just little things. And one of the things I told my teachers in the beginning, I said, you know, we're, we're going to be living through a historical moment. I said, years from now, your students will look back on this. What do you want them to remember about you? What do you want them to remember about the teacher that they had during the coronavirus pandemic of 2020? And I have to tell you that I think that our, our kids are going to have some amazing memories of how their teachers have gone above and beyond to, to make that connection with them. Uh, th- that was a great way of looking at it. Uh, what will people remember about their teacher? Uh, and, and, I, and I'm going to say this statewide, probably. From what I've seen, it looks like the education committee has really stepped up. And it's challenging. It's not perfect. But it, they really have stepped up to do whatever they can for the children. Uh, and I have to say, I did see the, one of the videos that, uh, that you sent out with the hashtag Clifton Strong. It looks like Clifton has a lot of pride in, in their schools and in their community. Yeah, uh, we absolutely do. Um, 
One of the things, Ray, I just wanted to mention that we're doing is, you know, when, when we first shut down, we thought it would be maybe a couple of weeks. You know, we really didn't know. Now that it's been, you know, extended, we have since, you know, revised our plan. Um, and as we come back from spring break next week, we're going to have a little more uh, structure and schedule to our day, although we'll, we're still doing asynchronous learning meaning our kids aren't, don't have to be uh, on a computer at a certain time of the day, um, we are going to give our teachers more of a, uh, more of a schedule. Um, and we just want to make sure that, you know, there's, there's expectations and increased contact time with, with their students, and whether that be through Google Classroom, many lesson videos, uh, online learning projects. Um, we don't want to, you know, have people become complacent with this situation. We want to keep adapting and changing our plan as we go along. And, and my teachers have been just so resilient. Not one complaint, not one you're asking us to do too much. It's just they're on the front lines and they're doing whatever they have to do. And it's just, it just reinvigorates me as a, as a, as a district leader. Yeah, and I, I want to follow up on one thing you mentioned because uh, you mentioned the, the building principles, and then you mentioned, and I, I'm sorry, I forgot about the, the assistant superintendent who was the worry wart, who probably that was one of the best things that happened. Um, yeah. People don't realize the work that the administrators are still doing. They think a building principal is just managing the building, but they're doing a lot more even virtually. They probably have to stay in touch with the teachers uh, and motivate the teachers. They're still the face of the school, right? They are absolutely the face of the school, and, and they're the leader. You know, they're the person who teachers go to first for answers. They're the person that parents go to first before me. They're not coming to me. They're going to the, princ they're going to the teacher first. They're going to the principal. And they have, to be, they have to be strong. They have to be the leader that we expect them to be. Uh, but there's one other group, Ray, that I will tell you that have, have, have been working too, and that's our board members. <laughs> our board of ed members who have been working without pay, you know, of course. Um, we're, we're still having uh, committee meetings remotely. We have a, uh, a board meeting next week. We've been having finance committee meetings, legislative committee meetings to talk about the new legislation that's come about. And, you know, for a, a Board of Education member who is a volunteer position to still, you know, be connected and, and going above and beyond, I think that they should be lauded, too, for their efforts, too. And I have a incredibly supportive uh, Board of Education who have, you know, supported everything that we have done. And, and I believe that they're very proud of what our district has done in a relatively short period of time. I, I know a few of them, and I, I, I'll echo that. I think they are. Uh, and yeah. I, I think the whole Clifton School District from the board and the administration to the teachers and everyone else is working hard, the parents as well, and the students. So uh, good luck yeah. with everything. Uh, and thank you for all you're doing for the city of Clifton. Uh, I think they appreciate that. And that brings us to the end of this. Okay. Thank you, Dan. I should have said that. Thank you, Ray. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it very much. Okay. And that brings us to the end of this uh, podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.